Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. He's a professor of civil engineering at Wirtz University. I mean, that says a lot already. Uh, Pastor Shola has been with our church for 25 years. Ever since he came to South Africa, he's been serving in this church together with uh, Pastor Layo. They are lay pastors in this church. They've got two boys. Their oldest son is now studying in America. So please pray for him. The rent dollar exchange is not helping right now. And we are in for a treat. Some of you will remember two weeks ago when Pastor David Ware preached. He said that when you are around Pastor Shola, you feel the peace of God. So I believe this morning there's going to be an impartation of the peace of God. Let's give him a round of applause, Pastor Shola. Good morning, family. It truly is an honor to be sharing God's word with you this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence here. And thank you because when you are present, there is liberty, there is light. We invite the light of your Holy Spirit into our hearts. Help us to see what you're seeing this morning and to respond in obedience because you love us and desire the best for us, better than what we may desire for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome also to those who are worshipping with us for the first, second, and third time. We're really excited to have visitors in our midst. Azo, good to meet you. Um, And just in case you didn't realize or you didn't get the message, if you're here for the fourth or the fifth or the sixth time, you're no longer a visitor. You are part of the family. We've been on a series, Fathers Matter, for the last three weeks. This would be the fourth week. The first week, we looked at the Father Matters. The Father Matters. The Father is not optional insofar as God's design is concerned. So the Father matters. God, the Father matters. As well as the Father in the home matters. In week two, we looked at God is made, fathers are made in the image of God. In week three, which was last week, Pastor Lereko spoke about fathers are providers. So much more than money. Fathers provide covering spiritually. Fathers provide from the labor of their hands. Fathers are provisionary, therefore the vision that God has for the family. They may not be the one bringing in the most money, but God has ordained them to be providers. Providers of spiritual direction, providers initiating forgiveness, initiating devotion in the household. Fathers are providers. This week we'll be looking at 
Fathers need others. Fathers need others. So, we're going to be looking at a tale of two fathers. As I was preparing this message, it occurred to me that I could put a microscope on quite a few fathers in the Bible. We could look at Adam versus Jesus. We could look at King Saul versus King David. We could look at Elisha and Elijah, and I'll clarify in a minute. We could also look at Abraham and Lot. And I believe that the Holy Spirit said, focus on Abraham and Lot. So we'll be looking at two fathers this morning, and I've titled the message, A Tale of Two Fathers. And just in case you're not a father, just in case you're a single guy, or a single lady, or you're a mom, and moms, we celebrate you. You know, the Hebrew word for mom is ima. I looked up what that means in the Strong's Concordance, and it speaks about the root word mother, ima, being the one who bonds the family. She's the cement. So we celebrate you, mothers. And we are in no way saying in our message or in this series that mothers are less important. No, not at all. We are addressing the pandemic of father wounds that we see today. So whether you are single or married, the root word for fathers speaks to more than a literal father. The root word for fathers in the Hebrew is Abba. Abba means chief, principal. Those are the two words in the Strong's Concordance that speaks to Abba, chief, principal. The chief of a village, the principal of a school, we accept those terms, don't we? That is the root word, Abba. It's got a literal meaning, which is genealogy. In other words, father, because you begat a child, biologically, you are called a father or you become a father because you have given birth or you have contributed to the fertilization of the fetus, of the, of the egg that produced the fetus. But there is a figurative meaning to Abba. It may seem remote, but it is spiritual. Now the punchline is that because you contributed towards the fertilization of the egg does not necessarily make you a father. However, you could be a father, but not be a father because you biologically have children. So I've got a hypothesis that I would like to place before you this morning, and please forgive me if you're not a science person. 
a hypothesis. <laughs> a hypothesis is a statement of observation. Okay, so for example, some of you will know about Newton's law. Okay, Newton has three laws. The most popular says action and reaction are, are equal and opposite. Now, what did Newton do? He observed, he wrote a statement of his observation, and he tested that statement in a repeated fashion under different conditions until it became a law. Men, so here is my hypothesis. Men who become fathers in the true meaning of the word and men who simply contributed to the fertilization of the fetus are primarily distinguished by one thing. Obedience to the call. Obedience to the call. That's the hypothesis that I have before you this morning, and I'm hoping we can prove it. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 13, and we're going to read that chapter. Genesis 13. Genesis 13. Genesis 13, and I will be reading the NIV. Thank you. I'll be reading the NIV version. Abraham and Lot separate. That's the title. So Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot with him. Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev, he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier and where he had first built an altar. There, Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abraham, also had flocks, and herds and tents. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abraham's headsmen and the headsmen of Lot. The Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abraham said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herdsmen and mine, for we are brothers. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, towards Zohar, that this was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. 
So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south, east and west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abraham moved his tents and went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. And here is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Now, this is not where the story started. The story started from Noah. The story started from Noah. Noah had three sons, Shem, Japheth, and Ham. Shem was the forefather of Terah, who had three sons. The first was Abram, the second was Nahor, and the third was Haran. Similarly, Haran had three children. He had Lot, and he had two daughters, Iska and Milka. Haran, unfortunately, died young. So Lot was fatherless at a young age. Abraham became the father of Lot, his nephew. The story started much longer. It started where Noah had three sons. But here is the punchline. Abraham and Lot had the same surname, but they made very different choices. God said to Abraham, Abraham, leave your country, leave your relatives, leave your father's house, and go to a land that I will promise you. I will bless you and make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will make you into a great nation. God called Abraham in Genesis 12, one chapter prior. The scripture says in Genesis 12 verse 4, Abraham got up and went as the Lord commanded him. Part of the promise that was given Abraham as he went is, you shall be the father of a great nation, and through you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. It says in verse 4 of Genesis 12, 
says, Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Who are you following today? Are you going because God says you should go? Or are you simply following? A tale of two fathers. God said to Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So let's come back to our hypothesis. How many of you here this morning are convinced that you are a child of Abraham? How many of you who raised your hands can trace your genealogy to Abraham? Okay, we've got one hand. <laughs> How many of you here are convinced you're a child of Lot? <laughs> I wouldn't ask the next question. <laughs> Evidently, the immediate or the literal meaning of Father Abba has lesser of an impact than what is figurative, spiritual, non-biological. But Father speaks to both the literal or the genealogical begotten of children by a man and to the figurative, which is spiritual. How many of us would put up our hands and say, I'm a child of Jesus? How many of you can trace your genealogy to Jesus? <laughs> Isaiah 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Mighty God, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. Fathers are called in the true sense of the word. So, back to the hypothesis. Men who become fathers in the true meaning of the word and men who simply contributed to the fertilization of the ovum, or, or ovum are distinguished by one thing, obedience to the call of God upon their lives. Let's look at Lot. What happened with Lot? Lot simply went with Abraham. In Genesis verse 13, chapter 13, we read that Lot also went with Abraham. There is no scripture that speaks about Lot responding to the call of God upon his life. There is no scripture that I've read that speaks to conviction that Lot had. Lot watched from the distance. He watched as Abraham raised an altar of worship to God. 
There is no scripture that records that Lot participated in that worship. Lot simply chose to follow. And today we've got many who are following churches, who are following preachers. But the challenge, my brothers, is are we following God first? Are we obeying God first? And I suspect Lot had a few reasons. I was orphaned or I was fatherless early in life. My father was not there for me. I felt abandoned by God. I remember as a teenager, I fantasized. We had, I have three siblings. There were two of us, boys and two girls. I fantasized about the favorite child syndrome. I'm not sure how many of you have experienced that. I was not the favorite child. I think. <laughs> I was not the favorite child, I think. I didn't think I looked like any of my parents. I didn't think they liked me. And so I rebelled against my parents as a teenager. I became rebellious to their authority. I became rebellious to everything that they did. But God was knocking. I'm not the favorite child. God was knocking. But I love you. You are my son. I don't look like my parents. I made you in my image. Child, you belong to me. I am not accepted in my home, I think. But God was knocking. Lot probably had enough reasons not to respond to the call of God upon his life. Justifiable reasons. He could have said, well, God, you didn't speak to me. You spoke to my uncle Abraham. God, you abandoned me. My dad died early. I feel wounded. I feel abandoned. But God was knocking. Lot, you belong to me. Lot, you are made in my image. Are you here today because you're forced to be here? Are you Lot? Are you following simply because it's good to follow? One thing is certain, Lot wanted the blessing of God, but he was not willing to commit to following God. The evidence of it is very simple. In chapter 13 of Genesis, Abraham said to Lot, our herdsmen are arguing. The land is become too small for us. You choose where you want to go. The scripture says that Lot took a long look at the land and he chose the most fertile. It was his choice. 
He didn't seek God. God was not part of that decision. And he chose, he knew that Sodom was wicked. He chose the land of Sodom as where it is that he was going. Has God abandoned you, you think? He's knocking. Have you been hurt by a father? God says, I'm your father. Jeremiah 31 says, I have redeemed you and have called you by name. Child, you are mine. You belong to me. And I'm knocking. Despite the reasons that you've put up not to respond to the call of God upon your life, God says, I am knocking. I am knocking. I am knocking. Would you respond to the call of God upon your life this morning? Did you walk in as a lot into the auditorium, rebellious against everything that is calling you to the arms of the master, the one who loves you and is committed to your blessing and prosperity? There is a call this morning to walk out as Abraham. There is a call to walk out as Abraham. Can we just close our eyes for a minute? Did you walk in as Lot? And you're saying, I want to walk out as Abraham because God is calling this morning. If that is you, this is a wonderful time to say, Lord, I respond. I don't want to follow men, follow churches, follow movements. I want to follow you first. If that is you, would you just put up your hand? This is you acknowledging before God. Just simply acknowledging that God, I am choosing to walk out with the call of God upon my life. I've been hurt. I've had enough reason not to respond. But today I'm responding to the call of God. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for that hand. Anyone else who says, I'm responding to the call of God upon my life, Thank you. Just pray with me. Say, Lord, I'm responding to the call to become your child. I let go of every reason and every justification to be a lot. I choose Abraham. I choose blessing. I choose to be blessed. I choose to be a blessing. I choose you, Jesus. I will follow you till the last breath. In Jesus' name, amen.
my sisters who put up your hands, may I just say that after the service, we've got ministers who will come to the front. May I ask that you just come to one of them and say, I put up my hand to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm walking out as Abraham. And well done. Well done. Well done. The second theme is same opportunities, different outcomes. Abraham and Lot, same opportunities, different outcomes. Scripture records in Genesis 14, it says there was a war. There was a war between four kings and, 13, and five kings. King Kedola-Uma of Elam ruled over the four kings including the king of Sodom and Gomorrah, for 12 years. And in the 13th year, the king of Sodom, Gomorrah, and the allies rebelled against King Kedulaoma. In the 14th year, King Kedulaoma of Elam got his allies together, four of them, and decimated the landscape before arriving at the borders of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 14. They went to war, four kings against five kings. The four kings won, and Lot was in Sodom, and Lot was captured. Genesis 14 says, as someone escaped, a young man escaped and went to Abraham and said, Abraham, your relative Lot has been captured. It says in Genesis 14, when Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Abraham realized his relative, his nephew, his brother had been kidnapped, captured by the four kings. The father in Abraham, the chief, the principal, got up just like the prodigal father who got up and said, my son is coming home. Abraham said, my son is in Sodom. He's been captured. I am going to rescue him. Can you imagine? He stands up. He looks around and he says, one will put to flight a thousand. Two, ten thousand. You know what? I need to go with my connect group. This battle is not a battle that will happen alone. This is not a battle that I will win alone. So he looked around and he brought together 318 trained men in his household. It says in verse 24 that he also had allies, Mamre, Eskol, and Anna, where he lived. Together, they rescued Lot. They are returning from the victory. And as they are returning, they are approached by Melchizedek, the king of Salem, the high priest of God. And Melchizedek blesses Abraham. 
He says, blessed be Abraham of God. And blessed be God who gave victory to Abraham. There is another connect meeting happening there. Another connect meeting. Scripture says that Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of everything. But interestingly, in that connect meeting, the king of Sodom also came. Some of you have been hurt because of being in connect groups. Some of you have been hurt being in church. Some of you have said, you know what? I am no longer going to be in a connect group. But I can assure you, if there is a king of Sodom in your connect group, you're in the right place. <laughs> there would always be a Sodom idea. Something the devil will want to do to keep fathers alone. To keep fathers from being in a safe, accountable space. And here it says that king of Sodom was in the same space as Abraham and the king of Salem. And the king of Sodom says, take everything that you recovered. Just give me the people. Abraham says, I have sworn to Almighty God, I will not accept anything from you except that which the men have already eaten. God wants us. Brothers, God wants us in accountable relationships because we are sharpened in accountable relationships. We are better in accountable relationships. What is a chief who does not have a village what is a principle that does not have a school? They are called alone. They are simply called alone. They are not fathers. Fathers are fathers, and I'm using the words of Gordon Dalby. He says, men are men in the company of men. Fathers are fathers in the company of fathers. Fathers are fathers are better fathers in the company of better fathers. So, Abraham says to the king of Sodom, I will not accept anything from you. Lot observed from the distance. Lot watched from the distance. Lot had no allies to rescue him when he was captured. And you know what? Lot returned to Sodom. From where he was captured was where Lot returned to. In Genesis 19, when the angels came to investigate the wickedness of Sodom, Scripture records that Lot was at the gate of Sodom. The men who sit at the gate are the elders of the gate. Lot had become an elder in Sodom. Lot had imbibed the, 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 the mentality of Sodom. Lot received this man, these angels, into his home. At night, the men of the, of the city of Sodom sought to sodomize this man. 
Lot went out of his house, locked the door, addressed the men and said, Men, please don't do this. These are my guests. You can't sodomize them. But you know what? I've got two virgin daughters in my home. Do with them whatever it is that you wish. He was legitimizing rape. That was the mentality of being alone. That is the mentality. It seeps in slowly. But before you know it, it takes over. Lot had imbibed the mentality of Sodom. After the destruction of Sodom, Scripture records that Lot escaped to a mountain with his two daughters. Those two daughters, Scripture records, got their father drunk. My sense is Lot had become an alcoholic. So much so that he committed incest with his daughters and gave birth to two nations, Moab and Ammon, who became hostile to Israel, their cousins, in the future. The decision of Lot not to follow God and not to be surrounded by godly community impacted on not just him, but also his generations thereafter. My brothers, my sisters, God has, com- has created us, has designed us to be in community, Amen. not to be alone. I prepared this message in front of a fireplace. Uh, we've got a, a metal fireplace at home. And a significant part of this message was in front of that fireplace. And once the Holy Spirit prodded me and said, what is the value of this log in front of the fireplace in in terms of warming you? I looked at it and I thought, very little value. In fact, no value. The only value is aesthetic. And then I dropped the log in the fireplace and it produced heat as it interacted with other logs in the fireplace. And God reminded me of how as men, as fathers, as mothers, as women, we are better together. We are better together. So I'd like to leave you with a challenge this morning. If you're not in a godly relationship, if you're not in godly relationships, God is calling you to be in relationships. In this family, we've got connect groups, and those connect groups are on the app. I'm trusting that each one of you have the church center app. Please connect. It may be uncomfortable sometimes, but it certainly will make you a better person because you would be in the company of men, if you're in a men's connect group or family that will challenge you to be better than you are, to run with the call of God upon your life. Shall we rise together? Father, thank you so much for what it is that you're calling each one of us to do, to follow you first, 
and then to be surrounded by godly relationships. Thank you for each one who has chosen to follow you. May they be blessed as they journey forward with you. And thank you for everyone here who is committing to be in godly relationships. Plant them in families as you did me and so many of my brothers and sisters here. We're so grateful for this wonderful time in Jesus' name. Amen.